Hello, thank you so much for joining me. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Jen. I'm super excited to be starting this. I have been a student of both mindfulness and movement for a very long time. And one of the things that I have found as I have studied these concepts is that the way they are explained and some of the ideas that exist around mindfulness and movement and then mindful movement aren't always maybe as accurate or as accessible as they could be. So my goal for being here is to make this, these ideas and these concepts applicable for you, accessible for you, and to help you see how they aren't as complicated as we often make them out to be. When you begin looking at the idea of mindfulness, it sounds really woo-woo. And it sounds like something that's going to require a lot of extra time. But then when you look at what mindfulness really is, you see that's not actually the case. So we'll dive into that idea. We'll look at noise. What is noise? For those of you that are wondering, noise is unwanted distractions. How can you reduce noise? How can reducing noise create the sense of more space and more time? And how in the world can this apply to a movement practice or to just your regular life? When you look at movement, what is movement? It's the transition between positions. Movement implies that there is an action taking place. It is not stillness. Movement does not imply that that action is slow. Yes, it can be slow, but it doesn't need to be slow. Can you get benefits cognitive benefits, these benefits that occur with mindfulness, can you get them through movement? And does the movement have to look a certain way? Does it have to be a certain modality? I'm going to argue no. And in upcoming episodes and with guests that I'll have, you'll get an idea of why. And then what is exercise? Exercise is Movement for the attainment of fitness. And where have we gone wrong with this idea of exercise? Why is it so difficult for people to begin an exercise program, for people to stick with an exercise program? What happens if we reframe this idea of exercise to one of, rather than trying to attain fitness, one of trying to attain a skill. Or one of trying to move for the sake of curiosity. And again, what cognitive benefits does that have? Can you tap into these ideas of mindfulness using exercise? Maybe not in the way it's currently framed, but maybe if you reframe it just a little bit. I'm not saying throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm absolutely not saying that you don't need to 
get your heart pumping. And you don't need to make sure that you're structurally strong. What I'm suggesting is maybe we're just going about it in a way that isn't interesting for a lot of people. And maybe that lack of interest is one of the things that makes it hard to stick to. So we'll look at all of these ideas. And within all of this, we'll look also at the idea of what does it take to accomplish a task or a skill or some sort of movement-based exercise in a way that feels coordinated and fluid and efficient. And when you find those things, what does it take to tap into the sense of flow? Because when you look at the idea of mindfulness and you look at the idea of which parts of the different networks in the brain are being accessed during mindfulness, when you look at what flow state is, you realize that by being able to shift from one network to another fluidly and easily, you can access the state of flow. And why is that even beneficial? Can this occur if you only have a meditation practice, which is often what's associated with mindfulness? And again, how does this all relate back to this idea of noise? What types of noise exist? How do they influence you? If you can't tell, I'm very excited about all of this. These are concepts I care deeply about. One of the things that makes people successful and that allows people to have a sense of success when they try a task and what keeps them interested is having an optimal state of arousal. And this optimal state of arousal goes along with a lot of things. Because here's the deal. You can use movement and exercise to do a lot of different things. You can use it to calm you down. You can use it to rev you up. What state of arousal are you currently in? What's going to balance you out? And again, what is your optimal state of arousal for the task? Even for something like this, where I'm sitting here talking excitedly to myself because I don't have an audience. I don't have anybody listening to me other than the microphone on my computer. I have to have a bit of arousal to do this in a way that is interesting. If I have too much arousal, I'm going to be nervous. I'm going to be anxious. So again, how can we tap into this? How can we optimize this? So again, my goal behind this is for you listeners to gain some practical applications and tools regarding these concepts. I'm hoping to give you some ideas for how you can actually utilize these things and why 
they're beneficial. And also how you can shift maybe your current framework and ideas and mindset around some of these topics. Because the thing is, when you talk to people, when I talk to people, I recognize that there are so many barriers. Everybody knows what they are, and I'm using air quotes here, supposed to be doing. But being able to actually do that, to have the enthusiasm or the desire or the idea that, yes, this is help, this is going to benefit me, but it feels like a lot of work moving past that. It's going to make people feel so much better. And I care about that because when I look at like my parents or I look at people around me who are older and who have not practiced these things, it makes me sad because at the end of the day, living a long life and living it well and feeling connected to your body and feeling like your mind is still capable and sharp. Those are the things that really matter. As one who also practices uh, a lot of movement, yes, I know that the skill is rewarding in the moment, but the skill won't always be there. The next trick won't always be there. But these things, your body and your mind, you want them to last throughout your lifespan. So again, my goal is to help you find ways to utilize these concepts, to feel connected to your body, to feel like mindfulness is not this thing that you can't quite get to, and to understand some of the underlying principles behind this. I hope you'll join me. If you have any questions at all, feel free to just shoot me to respond to this or shoot me a DM. All right. Thank you.